Welcome to Where Wine Takes You, a podcast all about wine, people, stories, passion, and place. Celebrating the wine region, doing it more authentically than anyone else in the game. That's Paso Robles Wine Country. I'm your host, Adam Montiel. In the thick of it, it is harvest time. We just got out of almost two weeks straight of temps around 110. It was brutal. Some real tough decisions being made in Paso, and things are moving fast. I know some people who are about done, some people who still have lots to go. But when it's happening, it's happening quick. And this is a harvest keeping guys and gals on their toes. Paso is celebrating Harvest Wine Month all October. And we're going to talk to two brands today whose spirit is all about harvest and really sharing that spirit with those who love their wines. Brands that both open up as much as they can to share what's happening with their fans from blending parties to grape stomps and more. Now, before we get into today's conversation, I'd love to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, or just tell a friend about it. It means so much and helps so much. I love reading your reviews. Here's one from Upstate Pat, who dropped five stars and says, we're looking forward to our first visit to Pass Rolls in a couple of weeks from Upstate New York. I stumbled upon this podcast while researching Paso and its wineries. What a great podcast. I've learned so much about the town, the wineries, the food, the culture, and the people. We can't wait to get there. Well, Pat, we can't wait to have you. Thanks for listening and taking the time to drop a line. It means a lot. Let me know what you end up doing while you're here, and I hope you have a blast. People will DM me on Insta all the time, and it's great to chat with you, whether I'm helping out with Rex, answering any questions I can about Paso, about the podcast or a guest. So never feel shy in reaching out. All right. So for today's show, we're featuring two popular brands of different sizes in production, but they match in their enthusiasm for Paso and everything their brand represents. Today, we're talking to Cass and Opolo. Both brands celebrate harvest in a big way here from say celebratory tastings in their tasting room with some extras to big celebrations as well. Opolo, I swear, must mean party in whatever language it comes from. They just have so much fun. It was one of my first gateway wines and really wine country experiences that actually lent towards me starting the Cork Dork Show. The idea of wine being so fun, so approachable, is everything I fell in love with wine about and everything I wanted to share about it. Their harvest party is on top of this majestic hill with vineyards literally 360 degrees around you, below you. The party has grape stomps, Serbian dancing, great Serbian food, and what it does so well that night is what Paso does so well all the time. It brings you in, and it lets you know you belong. We got Jeff Faber from Opolo. He manages the national sales for the brand, so he meets a lot of people around the country, as well as his own infamous reputation at the parties themselves. He's full of personality. Used to do broadcasting himself, which you will definitely be able to tell because he's got a fantastic voice. He's just a real representation of Opolo and what they're about. I've known him for many, many years, and I'm thrilled he's joining us today. As equal of a live wire as Jeff is, so is Ted Plemons. Ted Plemons of Cass. He and Steve Cass founded the winery years ago. They were at lunch in South Africa, where he and Steve were, as Ted puts it, quote, getting ripped on Syrah. Ted is just bottled enthusiasm. He is infectious. He's real. He's kind. He's so much fun. And it's not an act for him. He genuinely is like this. It's amazing. I liken him to the result of perhaps Steven Tyler from Aerosmith and Richard Branson having a kid together. 
Now, having both these guys here is going to be something. Along with them, we have Chanda Brown from Cass. I'm not sure what her business card says. Probably something like Mother Hen or HBIC. I don't know. I love Chanda. I love working with her. Everything. Also, today, what a treat. We got associate producer of the podcast, Jen Bravo from Paso Wine, hanging out as well to talk all of the possibilities in Paso Wine Country as it relates to Harvest Wine Month. So we arrive at Cass. We're in their barrel room. They use this for events, and despite being a big room, tall ceiling, it's set up beautifully for acoustics. Big roll-up doors on two sides that look out to their estate vineyards and even their Airbnb, the Geneseo Inn. This is that luxury B&B we told you about that literally is made from upcycled shipping containers elevated over the vineyards like you park under them. It's insane. Georgie shows up with me. And we are ready to hang out and talk Harvest Wine Month. We come into the chat. I think Ted is telling a story about how these pickup parties that he does for wine club members all over the country, where his wine club can join Cass in their hometown, bring friends, and it brings Paso to them. I love this. Give me that moonshine, we'll get by, we pass on round till the job is in the trees, it will simplify good company. What I do is we invite the, the club. We, they invite friends. I lock the door till everybody signs up. <laughs> no, it's, wine club program. That's the thing. Like, do you ever get like? Because you're one of these guys who are like on, you know. And I know it's genuine with you because I know you. Even like Mick Jagger's probably got to show up to Pennsylvania one night or wherever on the tour and be like, "I'm just ha- I'm tired tonight." Like, how do you pull off a dinner like that when on a night where maybe you're just like, "I would just love to chill with a you know glass of wine in the hotel room," and that's about it right now. Well, especially after they work the market all day. Yeah, you do these uh, what Russell yeah. Frum calls dragalongs. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know it's funny yeah. in my in my other life I build and I've been building people's dreams for forty years here. Well, I get this two months after we start the project. They people go, you know, when we first met you, we wondered what you were on, and now that they know me, they go, we want some. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him it's in the wine, baby. I can't help it, babe. God gave it to me, and it's, and it's in the wine. Sterling puts it in the wine. I allot a little bit every yeah, year for them. I think he puts some stuff in the wine. I yeah, really yeah. Do. <laughs> oh, I love this. Harvest Wine Month is coming up. Cheers, guys. Let's cheers. Do oh yeah. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Boom chaka. Yeah. This is so cool because I mean I don't know how much more picturesque do you get this. I try to tell Georgie, Georgie, you're a lucky mutt that got rescued from woods. A lot of mutts don't get to see these vineyards like this, you know. But this is a really beautiful spot. And, and it's somewhat new. We're a few years into this spot, right? Yeah, this, this building finaled in uh, 2019. In fact, June 2nd, because on June 3rd, my yeah. daughter got married here. No way. Cool. So, so I had Clint Bullard come in, the fire guy, and he goes, uh, for the inspection, he goes, you know, you're, this is not quite you, but you're right there. He goes, what's going on? I go, well, my daughter's getting married. He goes, give me the card. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. There was stuff stuck together with bubble gum, baby. Right, yeah. <laughs> Literally the morning of plants were going in the ground. Marina was like, um, Dad, can it just not look like a construction site on my day? Yeah. <laughs> well, that, and that's what we're going to learn in here. And we've talked about you know this before. I think it's your first time on the podcast, though. Because, right, Jen, I think we had yeah. Steve on before. Yes, you yes. had Steve. And I, have you done it? You've, you've had Sterling, too, I think. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. This is what you do. I mean, we'll talk about the Geneseo Inn and stuff a little bit later on but this is your day job yeah well actually my day job is building 
You're right. That's right. This is my other day job, and I'm so glad that I was able to you give me notice so I could be here. Yeah, he started at 5.30 pouring concrete, and so it was great that he was able to join us. Well, what happened, too, is COVID sort of put a bunch of permits together. So for the last two years, I've had multiple big projects, which I usually space out. One just finaled, one finals in a couple of weeks, so I can breathe again. Yeah. But COVID sort of messed up the, my scheduling of... Well, how, how do you throw in your own projects into that mix? Because I know we need to swim up pools, made out of oh, containers. Oh, I guess what? That, that's going to be good. We're doing drawings right now. Oh, my God. And you're going to swim into a container wine bar. Well, I remember when I this was that. like, we were talking about this if this could happen. And since we met at the fair, permits are... We got approval. Yes. Now we're doing condocs. Wow. It's wow. going to be a swim-up wine bar, but also a wellness spa. So yeah, we're so looking into vino therapy, working with some local purveyors. Right in the veins. Literally. IV, right using, in the veins. You know, using our leads to make well, that was, products. <laughs> that was Alice Cass. Alice Cass got involved, and now we're going to do a wellness spa, salt treatment rooms. Um, yeah, watch out. Wow. Can't wait for it. Great to have a good friend. Uh, Jeff Faber from Opolo is here. Thank you so much for hanging out, man. And if anybody knows... Anytime. If anybody Anytime. knows the, the celebration of Harvest Wine Month, which used to be known as Harvest Wine Weekend in Paso. Not now anymore. We're, not anymore. Yeah. We're doing the whole month because you need to. Paso's blown up so big. It's these two brands. It's Cass and it's Opolo. So I think even though we're at Cass, it is fair to give an enthusiastic... Opolo! Opolo! Yes. Amen. Nice. Yes. <laughs> 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 Down the hatch. Now, one thing to connect Jeff to fans of the wine during this month is important because the sights, the sounds, there's so many aspects about Harvest that are just really inviting to people. How does Opolo really play that up and get people involved? I think the region gets people involved. That's the first thing I'd want to say, right? It's it's everybody. It's It's not just us. I think like anybody, based on your mood, based on the weather, right? Based on what's going on in your life, we all respond accordingly. And each one of us in this area has their own way of doing that, making people feel like they matter. Right, and I think that's what this region does the best. Opolo has its own spin on that, right? But at the end of it, I mean, the company I'm in with right now, you guys, um, I think we all get it. It's a very short little life we've got, right? So with people coming in and people going out, we want to be able to take a few minutes out and say, I was here, I smiled, it got a little bit crazy, it was good. I don't remember everything about it, but I left smiling, <laughs> right? You know, and, and I think that's the truth of it because I've said this for a million years, no one's going to really remember us for our jobs that we did per se down the road, but they will remember this feeling, this happiness. It's like, you know, great, great, great granddad and great, great grandma used to go to this place and they used to go make out over there behind that particular tree or they used to you know come up here i don't know why but and then when you get there you understand it's like okay i start to get it places like cass and opolo predominantly really make it about the experience versus what's in the bottle the, what's in the bottle has to be good regardless right otherwise the stories can go on and on and on and you don't go back you say you know the stories were great but man that wine blew and in this particular case you know i can say we just sat down and i started drinking this rosé it's absolutely delicious. Oh my god! You know, and and what I love about this region again is that everybody has a chance, a fighting chance, to deliver something really exquisite. And after that, it's really just about what are you going to do for them for just to make them smile. So to answer your question, you know, Opolo's spin is um, to make people feel like they matter. That's the bottom line. Exactly. Yeah. And I love what Jeff said. He said, you know, you got to have good wine to play. Yeah. Well, then play. 
And that's, that just sums it all up to us and, and to you guys. What I love about Opelov, too, is that it's the true experience. They allow people to enjoy the ranch. See, I like to use yeah. the word here, enjoy the ranch. Mm-hmm. It's not just about pouring and drinking wine and leaving. Sometimes it's like Hotel California. They're here all day. Yeah. <laughs> or, or sometimes, in Opelov's case, it's like, you know, five to 700 of them. I mean, your uh, harvest party, the first time Jeremy and I went, we were just, like, blown away. And, yes, didn't remember much of it the next night. We're since. We, 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 remember, we, we call that getting Opelo. We, we got Opelo, like sure. Opelo. Yeah. I, I like to <laughs> feel like we've mastered the party now, and it's one of my favorite events to do You'd like every to believe year. that, wouldn't you? Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but let's talk about what you guys do on the top of that hill two days every harvest. That is just uh, is mind-blowing. Okay, so my take on this, honestly, is after doing this for it's almost 15 years now, right, is you get to see a celebration of life in a way that you don't get to see anywhere else. So when you see a big tent up on the hill, you imagine, okay, something is, something is about to happen. You get up there, in my point of view, it becomes an I Love Lucy meets Zorba the Greek meets my big factory wedding <laughs> grape stomp, right? Just for a few hours where you have people that are 21 years old or 89 years old, all just celebrating life. I think that when I stand there and I watch 700 people after they shot at Opolo and they're kissing and they're dancing in these big concentric circles, right? That, with um, like the Serbian dancers. With the Serbian, yeah, with the Slavic dancers. Slavic exactly dancers, right. Yeah. And so what, what do you see? smiles. I've even had an 85-year-old woman once just take me aside and she's like, I'm 85 years old and today I stomped grapes. Yeah, huh? Just like that. Places like Cass and Opolo allow you to just kind of breathe in wherever you happen to be that particular moment of that particular day, whether you've been hired or fired or diagnosed, cured, engaged, divorced, you're happy or sad. It's kind of like, you know, I'm here and I don't need a dissertation on what kind of, you know, soil it is. Yeah, just you know? like, live it up, um, have fun. Yeah, I, I call it, we get them liquored up. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We, I love the, the shirt in there. We're not tasting, we're drinking. Yes. We're drinking, yeah. <laughs> Some people call it taste and I call it drinking. I love that. Well, yeah. we're, we're going to get into what Cass is doing coming up for Harvest Wine Month. Uh, Jen Bravo's here from Paso Wine. What is up, Jen? Good to have you here. Hey, Adam. It's been a while, actually, since I've been on the podcast. I know. Believe it or not. It's good to see it. you. Good to have Hi. you. Good to see you, too. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jeff and Ted, for being here. Super excited. I love that we took Harvest Wine Weekend and made it Harvest Wine Month. This is so cool. I mean, it makes so much sense, right? And, you know, we get into these things where we've been doing Harvest Wine Weekend forever. And so yeah. we've just been keeping, we keep doing it. But at the end of the day, we, you know, as an organization thought, why are we doing this? Harvest Celebration is clearly more than just one weekend. And let's celebrate all month long. Let's give the opportunity for guests and fans to come throughout the entire month of October. Let's give our wineries kind of the freedom to have events midweek and other weekends and do multiple events. Like Cast has so many things going on. Opelo as well. So we're really excited. I mean, we, yeah, stretching we, out for the of, month is, and, and yeah. to, to be honest, like you'll see these months and it's happened for the last several years as Paso is like really blown up. Hotels can't keep up with it. We don't have enough places, which, right. which good. I, I love, I want to do this slowly and do this the right way. But to make it all month long, it gives downtown, it gives the hotels, it gives the restaurants that much more reason for people to come visit over the whole month of this uh, of this Harvest Wine Month. Yeah, and we, we have a new kind of slogan this year. We kind of rebranded it, you if you do will. Not 
have so a it's slogan. now it's crushing it in Paso this year. Oh, I like that. Crushing it in Paso. That's what we're doing. And to Adam's point is rather than just trying to celebrate and have everyone celebrate one weekend is silly. Yeah. People can come midweek. Come on a Tuesday. Come on a Wednesday. It's great in wine country. Every single day in wine country now, some event is yeah. happening. Yeah. What do you so. guys say we make it like a quarter celebration? Hey, that's I what love I'm it. thinking. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, a three-month celebration, you know, it's just kind of work, work your way in, work your way out, right. come back again. Well, think about yeah. it. This is the, we work all year for this. I like that. Harvest, right. it, it, when, if you have a vineyard, it's all about now. And then, of course, that sigh of relief when everything's off the vine and it's not 118, you know, 12 for a week. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. man. Nobody, we haven't had any of that. Yeah, no, it's scrambling. <laughs> so many winemakers. I mean, what is Sterling telling you, uh, your winemaker, about how things have been going here? I mean, a lot of people, especially with labor, it's like I'm hearing people say, hey, do I pick this now and risk it being a little underripe? Do I wait? It could toast or maybe things will settle. What do we do? Well, we're sort of fortunate that we have the water to hydrate it, but you know, it, it shuts down after 100 degrees, but it's that dehydration and that shrivel. Mm. You notice all the, the sun cloth we have in this vineyard on mainly our blocks that we use, which really helps. But now all of a sudden it's all going to go off at once. And you know, mm. I don't care who the winery is, there's only so much tank space. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Space yeah, is finite. That's, that's so true. in 2022, it's going to be like this, and they're going to go, you know, little alcohol this year. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it must be, you know, obviously you're keeping your finger on the pulse of what's happening, but God, to not have those stresses that Sterling's got right now, I mean, I we're probably pretty thankful for Well, that. so he went a month, a couple of weeks ago, I get this, this email where he, it was, I thought he was kidding. He was in Cuba. And I thought, he can't be in Cuba. No, he was just he in was, Cuba. He was in Cuba and our bricks were ready and we were all being like, okay, we're, we're going to respect our winemaker, but oh my God, get back to the vineyard. <laughs> well, that, that's, to tell the truth, I don't feel sorry for him at all. Yeah, right. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, one thing that we've learned... Especially over the course of the last just a couple years, but this has really been a, a mainstay here at CAS, and that is making the experience count. I mean, from back in the day, people were like tying up their freaking horses and hanging out all day. You are a destination. Opolo is a destination. You got the, of course, I've done Central Coast trail rides, third wheel tours, electric bikes through the vineyards, archery. It's like, good Lord. Yeah, no one's offered to, to harvest a cow with me yet. We're not going to do that, friend. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's available, but <laughs> yeah, tell me about the archery because I think about people drinking and, and shooting arrows. I think you know? it's you know, we shoot and then it makes we, me a little shoot, makes me a little drink. yeah it's like sip and shoot right yeah right well they sign a waiver I think you know yeah they so do all of the, all of the goodies but that way okay yeah I just was curious about that I was like no I kind of wanted to piggyback off a little bit about what Jen was saying you know with Paso Wine Month you know and even to the point of like all the grapes coming ripe at once and it's only how many tanks have you got yeah. it's that same principle for us, we're all in hospitality, and it's just kind of exactly piggybacking off of what Jeff was saying. It's about the experience that we're creating for people. Yeah. So if, if we're focused on just a weekend, we all have a threshold. We all can only host so many people and do so much stuff, and we want people to have a harvest experience. This is the biggest, most important time of the year for us. This is a time when um, there's a lot of cause. There's a lot of hard work and a lot of cause to celebrate, and so we want people. We want to bring people into that experience and have those I Love Lucy moments. We want to do the grape stomps. We want to do the harvest retreats. We want to do all of these unique experiences. To lock it into a weekend, we're literally going to sacrifice 
sacrifice quality of experience for people. So by spreading it out over the month, we're not only giving more opportunity for people, but we're also making sure we're locking in that quality of experience for people so that they still maintain that intimacy of Paso, that like laid back luxury of Paso, being able to like really experience what our hearts are about and we can give them that attention. Ted, you're lucky to have her, huh? Yeah, and you know, every place I... (laughs) We are. So in fact, she's the one that tells Steve and I what to do. (laughs) No, that's good. You know, when I travel so much, you know what I hear so much around the country is, God, we want to come out for harvest. Yeah. Can we come out? You know, I don't want to cut their finger off or anything, but people truly want to experience the harvest and all different aspects of it. So... I just, the month is fabulous because we can get more people involved. The cool thing about our industry is that it is tied to so much beauty. You know, I mean, we are a natural product. It's a beautiful product. Wine is a gorgeous, ancient product, but it all comes from something that is absolutely gorgeous. And that's what people want to experience, that that aesthetic, that experience. And to be able to share that all month long, oh my God. Well, I think you hit on something too. I like that it's ancient, right? There's this whole false front that comes along with, you know, trying to enjoy something that's very simple. And I've said this, Adam's heard me say this before, but the truth is when you have a piece of chocolate cake, you never really wonder what kind of bowl it was mixed in and you know what kind of spoon they used to stir it up and you know was it a wooden spatula you know or this or plastic or Morton's table salt or pink Himalayan salt you just don't care because what you're thinking as a human being is that I probably shouldn't but I'm going to take the fork you take another bite and you're like okay that's pretty badass I like that that's good I want some more of that and then you're like okay um, how much of that do you have how often do you have it and can I take some home yeah. that that is being human whether we're here at cast and you guys are doing horseback riding or archery right or the the swim up pool the, the pool thing sounds amazing oh, we're God, all gonna I have to come up with that. For that yeah you know or, or coming out to opolo for whatever you know just again being part of the patio yes. experience or doing the blending parties etc again if you think about it none of these experiences really say it's about us it's about well come on in you share who you are with us let us learn a little bit about you yes, right i agree and one of the things i was so excited about when i heard that ted was going to be here today was that you know there is a similar and or like mindset that a few of us have that we don't have to have travertine floors and chocolate waterfalls to be anybody we can just be ourselves man you know that's and so when people great qualifiers yeah i right. mean it's it's just so cuckoo and so you know when people are like oh oh you know like stop it just just stop for two seconds and stop and just tell me who you are you know what's your story it's so much more enjoyable that way you actually get a real conversation you going. do yeah you do. this one speaking of conversation um, I was doing a uh, some charity thing going on at the region. Ooh. You had some good wines done there. I actually did some like bottle pull. So, yeah, where you spend like X amount of money, and then you listen, you unwrap a bottle, and I unwrapped this one, and I you, I actually like had like a little guttural like yeah. <laughs> Because I love Marsan. this is the Marsan, right? Oh, yeah. the, this yeah. is the Marsan. This is a badass bottle of wine. Not many people oh, do the Marsans and the Roussans by themselves, and God bless you for doing it. Well, you know, it's uh, it, it's truly remarkable. There's only about 140 acres of Marsan planted in the state. You know, we have about four and a half acres of it. Yeah, um, we love this wine. It's our it's delicious. Yeah, oh, only yeah. wish we could make more. Because it goes away so quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, how much do you decide, or Sterling decides, go, oh, okay, we're going to blend this. We've got to blend some of this in our rock and wine or whatever. And then all right, I want this to stay by itself. Well, we did 600 cases of this. So really, we used to sell white fruit to Tablas Creek. 
In fact, I think we're the only winery they bought fruit from. Well, we now we keep it all for us. Yes. So it helps. That's a sign of good growth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, for your, what's your, that your, conversation? Tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm hold not on. Gonna, hold I'm on. I'll be Jason. I'll be Jason. Well, I want to see you, Jason. Jason. I want to yeah, see you, Jason. Do it on a Friday afternoon. Do it on a Friday afternoon at 3. 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's when you make those calls. You're cut off. You don't get anymore. So you, yeah, at some point, you're right. Like like Jeff noted, it's good growth. I mean, you're coming to a point where like, hey, we've got to do more Well, these this. whites are so special in its way. First of all, I think it's the the farming, but the clone, too. These were the first Antov clones that came in from France in 1999. Importantly, that we knew what they were. A lot of stuff came over in suitcases, and it turned out not to be what it was. Yeah. So we paid extra to have that valid. That you did validation. the 23 and me. Yeah, well, there we go, the brother. 23. Yeah. And I still hope it's right. You know. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> 22 years later. Yeah. I did the 23 in me on Georgia. I'm like, well, this is some chihuahua in you? I don't see it. I don't know, but I guess so. The Geneseo in. You literally put an Airbnb here, and I know Opelo did too. They've had one for a while. We're going to get into that too. How is the Geneseo in? How do you describe it to people? And obviously, it's been really popular. Oh, it has. I mean, it, it way exceeded our expectation. Of course, it took six years by the t- from conception to design to training the county on what we were doing, exactly. to keeping the state and the county not to fight over it, and then to build it. Yeah. Of course, then the day that we finaled it, remember March 2020? <laughs> well, that's when I finaled it. Oh, my gosh. And I looked over at Steve and I said, really, you mean we can't open? <sighs> so one of the best things that we did is we opened it. We bought eight sets of all of the linens and everything times eight. We brought the wine club in for almost free, and we had that first 60 days to critique. They had to critique it. It was free. It was not almost free. <laughs> well, but yeah. We wanted them to experience and give their feedback. Well, because we would have got the worst Yelps on the planet because we're not innkeepers. Right. right. We learned so much during that period. It's been a two-year learning curve. I know. <laughs> it's not easy because, Jeff, I know when you when the Opalo Inn came up, we were one of the first people to stay in it. It's, and it was no. like, I mean, you dialed it in. It's, I mean, it's beautiful. <laughs> when you're getting breakfast the next day and like you know like Cass Cass has a beautiful kitchen behind it has for you know over a decade and even a bigger and better one as of late but you really had to kind of dial in a lot of these oh hey, we're innkeepers now I, I had actually been in uh, in Italy for like a month right and I was staying with my wife Cozy in a lot of these pensiones right and I'm a tall guy and pensiones don't have really tall showers and they have little hand towels and they were trying to sell me on this thing They're like well Tom Hanks was here I'm like I don't care I can't drive myself. Tom Hanks is five I, I, seven. I feel like Steve Martin playing strange and automobiles after John Candy was in the bathroom, and right. I've got the little hand towel. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, what is this? What is going on? And so we open it up, and I walk in for just a quick tour of it, and I, that's my, everybody's looking at the bed, looking at the fireplace, or looking at like the views, and I'm like, where's the bathroom? Yeah, you know, I just want to see. So I can I can actually like stand. How big? Not, the, how big is the towel? How big? Yeah. yeah how big is? Yeah. Just like you know, is it? Does it feel luxurious? And so they really achieve this so you feel like you go to bed in california right but you do wake up and feel like you're overseas and there's something to that right there's a freedom of mind and this is something so simple too we give everybody a clicker to the front gate now what does that do that gives them a little sense of control so they're not at the mercy of the staff so the staff can leave they can go to morro bay go you know have you know support one of the local restaurants or cambria and then come back and just the simplicity of hitting a, a clicker to the front gate makes them up in their own mind, right? Feel like they've got access 
and then you know they little go the, ownership, maybe. little little yeah. sense of ownership, and then they get to the top of the hill. They can go make out under the stars and do their thing. Sound carry, so beware, peeps. Um, you know, just the, the idea is that um, that B and B is designed to help people like escape like yeah. mentally escape and feel like you could be anywhere on the planet. Your balconies here with Cass and the Genesee Land, they really overlook the vineyards. You park underneath, so the cars aren't even a site that is impeding your view of vineyards here. Well, we were, you know, when we first were thinking about it, they would have been boring if they would have been on the ground. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Put, yeah. Putting them up in the air. And then when I leave in the morning real early, I'll see all the white bathrobes sitting on the porch with breakfast. And I'm so blessed because uh-huh. they get to enjoy overlooking uh-huh. the whole ranch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were here, what, December, Chanda? Yeah, yeah, you were. You guys came out and were able to experience that. And I think you guys came to one of our winemaker dinners. It was. Oh, my God, those are so good. (laughs) I mean, that's what's great about both these brands is you go to an event where they're going to sit down and break bread and come to table over wine. The wine, yes, it's great. It's world class. But it's such a secondary thing to the camaraderie, the laughs. I mean, We we won't let Sterling know you said that. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) And I mean that with such affection to Sterling because I love we Sterling. know. I just love to come down and have, I, love, I just call it having supper, you know, dinner mm-hmm. in the hood for God's sake. Yeah. You know, we do the beef series dinners once a month where it's one of my cuts of beef, but then we've been doing the dine around the world. I love that series. We've done, how many countries have we done? Like, like oh, 50, Oh, honey, we've been doing this now for two solid years. And I haven't missed so one of them. And I love them. we have been to all sorts of countries. So I get a thing from Sterling. I get the menu sometimes. And I mean, from Chef, uh, Chef Charlie. And I go, I have to call and I go, now I can't even pronounce that. Now, how am I going to pair a wine with that? Yeah, right. So let's have a discussion about Sometimes it's full on tribal language. I'm not going to hit It's like they're not even letters, they're like symbols. Oh, symbols. We did a Navajo dinner. Very, too much. We did a Navajo dinner and we all were doing the chant. No way. Okay, so I have to say, yeah, it created the Wednesdays around the world dinners probably well no two years ago and I did it because we we brought on Chef Charlie and I'm a big believer of like knowing who your team is and how they shine Mm. and Charlie didn't is an amazing chef he never did the quintessential professional culinary schooling instead he grew up in the Navajo Nation and down in Mexico and then he spent his young adulthood traveling all over Europe and literally knocking on the back doors of kitchens and saying hey I will wash dishes for free if you teach me your ways, you know? So when Sounds he like came me on, getting into radio. That's a, probably. <laughs> Same thing. But, the, so but isn't that when a, you know that amazing. you have something, you just love it so much, you're like, teach me. Teach yeah. me. Yeah. So we were able to do these dinners of Wednesdays around the world, and I'm like, hey, start showcasing some of your favorite experiences. And then the Navajo dinner was really, really precious because that's that, that's his tribe. So he literally wow. brought in friends who did the Navajo prayers with him, and we all had sage smudge sticks. Oh, it and was wonderful. We had so authentic cool. Navajo dinner and it was so precious you know so being able to just on a hey like kind of like you were saying on a casual tuesday that's just casual wednesday night no big deal yeah i love that you have like uh, dozens of events going on with harvest wine month uh, yeah. What we've, other, how many we, you say? We've got, well, we have um, between private and public for October, I think we're already at 34 or 36 events. That's incredible. Oh, my goodness. That, that just blows my mind. I know, right? Oh, wow. yeah, it's cool. I, I, Did I get that memo? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Dinner will be served oh, yes. at 6 o'clock shop. Yeah. So, Ted, you're going to be my boy. <laughs> 
it's so awesome because like when you go to a brands like this you can I mean that's why you got to one when you're coming to visit for Harvest Wine Month check out with PasoWine.com because you can look up by everything day, oh, yeah, yeah by activity even um, by winery but um, going to like both the websites for both of your brands because there's so much going on like maybe the, the top of the hill party at Opolo isn't for you but like you're still celebrating huge I mean you you over the last 10 years with Opolo and they've evolved that, that patio gets bigger and it fits more people you got more food options well and the, the sausages and the, the distillery pizzas, hasn't the hurt yeah that hasn't hurt either. oh my gosh yeah. uh oh oh yeah, yeah right I know <laughs> it's time to booze ideas. it up <laughs> yeah I know you guys all got all kinds of stuff going on in the distillery there yeah they too. made a bourbon yeah, actually sure. recently sure. which is really, really remarkable yeah so it's you know I'm finding that a lot of people that are visiting the area right they may not they may like say one spouse may be in the wine uh, another one might be in the beer and spirits. So the region, this is what I started off by saying, right? The region is allowing more, I'm going to say, more of an invite to multiple interests. Yes. Rather than just saying, yeah. oh, let's just go to wine country. <laughs> it's not just wine country anymore. It really isn't, you know? So it's wine, it's spirits, it's beer, it's food, it's surfing, it's kayaking, it's paddleboarding, it's whale watching, right? You just go to the coast, you can see dolphins just jumping up. It's it's about all of this. You know, Adam was bringing this up, right? And you and I both understand how this works, is that, you know, as batteries, per se, as the, an energetic personality that comes along to go along with the vineyard or a brand, what is it? It's not, and you had alluded to this, it's like, what do you do? It's like, if you're not really in the mood, we just light up. Because we, fe- I'm sure you feel the same way. You fe- you feed off of the energy of the people that you're surrounded by, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, same thing with me. And so it's like you're only as good as the people you're surrounded by. So if you're surrounded by like, oh, 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 you don't disdain them. You try and break them down and let them know that they're, it's okay. It's a right to be safe you with You can me. let it go. You can let it go. <laughs> right. And sometimes it, right. May, it may take a little while to make that happen, right, to manifest that. But you can get them eventually. And the point being is that if you can get them to crack a smile and not take it all so seriously, you've got, to, you've got a place to start. Right? I, I have a saying that you know, I don't know what's going to show up till it does. Until it does. <laughs> yeah. So good. <laughs> hey, one thing that, talking about bourbon, we've planted 400 apple trees. And we're going to make a hard cider. I can't believe this. So we're doing some research like right Sterling now. needed more to do. Right. Well, I'm about to say, what the heck? This is why he goes to Cuba <laughs> wait, in September. Wait, wait, wait. He totally oh, needs more to do. Because he's a creative guy. He needs, like, creativity. And, and, and wait, wait till you... We're doing the research. We're a couple years out with the trees, but... I can't wait to see what the package is going to be and what we're going to call it. Oh, I want to sit in on those meetings. And, you know, we get really good when we're drinking. Oh, yes. So we'll figure out what we're going to call it. It's so to me, I was actually just talking to somebody who was in the beer industry. It was, uh, was it, who was it? It was, oh, it was the folks from Wildfields. Because, like, beer is one of these things where, like, your name and your graphics and that aesthetic needs to pop. And you listen to beer names. Like, it is so funny. They come up with the most creative of stuff with beer names. Well, I've been tasting so cider. Much. You, you got to really, you got to step it up with cider. It can't just be like, oh yeah. Well, I've been cider. Tra- I've been. Ta- I've, Thank I you, Adam. Yeah. I, I think I've already recorded you about like the espousing that cans are a must. Yes, cans so are a must. I, I, I'm, you're, you can sit in on that meeting. Yes, I'm inviting I will. you. Fred. I want to go to that meeting. <laughs> yes, because I know in the beginning, I don't know if it was Steve. You guys weren't thinking cans. You got to do some of it in cans. Yeah. 
happen. Thank you. Well, I, I think we got to do it all in cans. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Advocating cans. Yeah, there we go. But we're having the. Well, here's the thing. Let me, let me, let's just go. But let me go on one tangent. Here's the thing. I think of like some of my favorite ciders, like my favorite favorite ones, the bottle condition, badass, made almost like sparkling wine. Think of like Scar the Sea. They do a 750 out of a bottle, and it is kind of nice. Like I like that. But you no, know, having crushable cans is a must. Because I think most ciders drink on the beach or you're, you're at the, your park. You got yes. you're putting it in an ice chest. You're right. No, you're right. Yeah, well, a cider. Think about this. Like a Martinelli's. Yeah. Right. If it was a Martinelli's, right, in a bottle. It's not as alluring, right? Yeah, you're, you're not, a, you're not well, as naturally inclined to start drinking. And that it, era right? is yeah. over. I think it's. You know, I do love cans. Though. Well, I, I know that we will figure it out when we did our first labels yeah. back in the day. We had Steve's office wall full of labels. We just thought we stuck them on the wall. I mean, it was like it was a uh, it was amazing. Finally, we came up with what we came up with. So yeah. we, we'll figure it out, Hunter. You'll figure it out, and I'll be there we to watch will the whole. Definitely way. figure out, and Adam will be part of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I need my fun. comrade. <laughs> right? Uh, so much fun. So let's talk about some of these 30 trillion events that you're doing uh, during Harvest. For folks that are listening and are like, hey, I want to come up. I want to see what's going on. What are, are some of all the things that Cass is getting into for Harvest Wine Month? I made sure that basically every department that we have here was on board and playing um, really just all in celebration. So our tasting room, we're doing extended hours for Fridays and Saturdays. Um, we're open till 7 p.m. We'll have live music and just full menu and have a blast, which is really, really precious when you're talking about the way the sun sets. It's just the, f- the best time of night. So it's going to be really great to be able to share that. When it comes to public events, we're running the gamut. We're running the gamut from big concerts to blending parties, to sommelier classes. Of course, our annual grape stomp is definitely happening. We're having our annual pig roast dinner celebration. And then we've extended, so we do our winemaker's dude ranch, which we launched three years ago, or now, yeah, this will be our third season with it. The first season we did one, the second season we did two, and the third season we've grown into three. And that's a three-day experience. It's like a harvest summer camp. It is a harvest summer camp. So basically for three days, they're Poor with Sterling. us. They say, oh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's a good sport, though. He's, he's my boy. So on um, they stay at the Geneseo Inn, and they have a beautiful uh, casual barbecue and a vineyard tour with Steve Cass the first night. They wake up in the morning, and they literally have their baseball caps and clippers, and they go out into the vineyard with our vineyard manager. No way. And learn how to test bricks and when to pick, and they all get their bins, and they load them up. This is and genius. They literally haul them out. Oh, yeah. That's how we get through harvest. We, <laughs> we impose manual labor. Oh my God. And then we charge for it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) What a country. (laughs) But then we all come down to um, the winery with uh, Sterling and Sterling walks them through and and talks to them and shares with them about the distemmer and the optical sorter and the press and walks them through the process that he goes through and then they walk out and all of their grapes that they had harvested are all dumped out into half barrels and they do a stomp competition and kind of to the point of what Jeff was talking about you know you got those people who are like mm, I don't do that and it's hilarious when you get people in that vibe where they're like okay we only have eight units so we're talking 16 people to a retreat this is a small intimate group 
they're all strangers when they begin. And, you know, you'll have those who are just kind of like, uh, I don't go out there and do that, you know, and lo and behold, they're the ones who actually win the competition because they wind up going hard. Uh It's great. And they, they compete and they fill up wine bottles and then they come up here and clean up in their rooms. And then uh, our executive chef, Charlie comes out and does a cooking demonstration. And then they have, you know, yeah, teaching them about how to cook with wine and how to highlight wine. And then they have a beautiful luncheon. And then in the evening, they have a winemaker dinner where Steve is hosting and Alice Cass is playing piano. And I come down and mess with him. And he, yeah. he goes, he <laughs> comes down and goes, woo, woo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then in the morning, that's my favorite part is they have a seminar with a home winemaker and they have um, all of, they have a book and they learn about um, home winemaking and they go home with a whole winemaking kit and must, and they get to actually make wine at home and they start Facebook groups and they're like, Hey, oh this is God. where I'm at. I'm punching down. Are you punching? It's great. How fun is that? <laughs> what a great idea. I thought it was weird at the Geneseo Inn where the alarm that you set goes, ow! <laughs> well, you know, I, I sort of programmed that in, bro. Yes, I figured you did, yeah. <laughs> And I was in the shower, so I thought, can Ted see me right now? <laughs> I know those windows go to the vineyards. Oh my Harvest God. Wine Month. you got to go to PasoWine.com. I wasn't aware of the alarm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, some of the other things um, going on at Opolo for um, – for, are we doing – are we doing – are we spreading it out over all month? Are we doing it mainly that third weekend or what's going on? It's still just going to be that third weekend. Yes. You know, so the celebration this particular year, obviously we're doing the, the stomp at the top of the hill. Right. Um, it's been about what's in the bottle um, to kind of just talk about and get people out there with, yeah. the, with the Cabernet or just give them a chance to breathe on the patio. So it's it's been more of just a relaxed thing. We we, we are not doing as many of, of events. So I am. What, you're not doing 37 events? I'm not doing 37 <laughs> events. But, you know, I have to say it's it's really impressive because this is where it doesn't become a pissing contest per se. It becomes something like, wow, this is what I started off with. It's like the region, right? Yes. Yeah. Each of us unto our own gifts yes. in life, right? Right. You know, whether it's in sales or winemaking or hospitality. Right. I love that when we're booked out at the, at the B&B, which seems to be all the time, I've got a place to send people. Right. Yeah. It's over here. It casts. Right? Thank you for that. Well, it's true because, you know, it's like the, the, the goal here is to have people talk about Paso Robles in a way that makes them feel full. Right. Not. Um, I don't know. Like they got processed, or it's kind of like, eh. Paso does genuine so well. I'd like and to that's what, it, yeah. And that's what we want to always see. And I think I don't think Paso's ever going to have a, a problem with that because Paso does being real, you know, so well. well and but, I think it's ingrained in who we are. I think it's it's how we all started, and and the founders, you know, the Eberly and. It, it's sure. definitely that way. Yeah. And, and he's still here. And then there's Tobin James. Yeah, Toby. My, my brother right Toby. Toby. God, we've Give done, me a Coors. We've know? done stuff together, and it's been crazy. <laughs> uh, and now there's the newbies. There's Cass. There's Opolo, you know. So we're carrying the tradition. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, you guys are even more, like, evolved. I mean, they're even newer folks in oh here. Oh, my so God. I'm, brand new. Yeah, we're, the, we're kind of like the um, – we're, we're not teenagers anymore. We've been around 20 But, I mean, so just to know, see like, more of the, the people that are coming up of late. Yeah. Looking this and adopting this, I mean, it's really. I mean, I'm sure Jen, you see this all the time. Yeah, and I get. I have the wonderful job of getting to promote and talk about our couple hundred wineries. And so cool. my favorite word, and really, I just this like encapsulates 
this beautiful our pastorables is diversity. Yeah. I mean, not only in the personalities and the people, but as we're talking about experiences, is the experiences. So you can yeah. come to Paso and come to Cass and Oplo and do these really, you know, really in-depth kind of almost extravagant experiences. Then you can go to a smaller brand and do something really intimate, like a library tasting, um, a dinner, some vineyard tours. I mean, there's over a zip line over grapes. Zip lining, yeah. Zip there's line over a hundred different yeah. events right. happening just for Harvest Wine Month. And so you know, we get the pleasure of talking about all of it. And it's really special to see and everyone just kind of tailors it to what their brand is, what yes. works for Opolo or Cass or work, what works for a smaller, you know, high-end or boutique brand or a really small like mom and pop shop. I mean, we're so lucky. Where else can you find that? More than half the time, you actually get to sit down with the owners, the winemakers. Right. That's exactly and The right. family. I mean, that is so special. And seeing you guys see this all the time, people just excited and kind yeah. of freak out. I mean, our wineries here, they're rock stars. Like, people get so excited. And seeing that excitement is, like, what kind of drives us. You yeah. Know? See, Are I read, s- I like them to go home and not go, wow, Cass was wonderful. I want them to go home and go, Paso Robles was bitching. Right. That's yeah. it, man. Exactly. That's what- you can't fake authenticity. No. And that's, no. like, one literally, like, the biggest gift that we have is we're authentic. And you can't fake that. Like, it, that, it pours out of our... That's out of such our, a good yeah. point. Yeah. I, I got I, I got to add to this. So, my perspective, I mean, again, I'm, I'm a daughter of a Marlboro man. We live in the wild, wild west, you know? There's a little bit of that. And in Paso, we've got cowboys. And these it's wineries... Yeah. Every wine... That's the one thing I keep hearing as I talk to people who are visiting, when I talk to people of influence in our our industry is they're just so appreciative that Paso's doing their own thing. We're doing our own thing with winemaking styles. We're not following the rules all the time. We're doing what appeases our own proclivities, right? And I think that goes along with our style of hospitality as well. You know, every single winery is offering a different type of an experience and you have so much to choose from. There's so much authenticity, but really it's like, we're just the cowboys, you know, we're doing it our own way because there's so many of us that are family owned. We're small companies, we're boutique wineries, and we're doing it the way that we want to do it. You know what's so cool about that is that not only are are we approaching it with that kind of like what Jen said, that authenticity, but there's so many things we can do. We've just tasted some Rhones. We're about to get into a cab from Opal. I mean, we're not we're not a one trick. We're not a thirty nine trick pony. Diverse in wine yeah, experiences, right. the people. I mean, you don't find an area where they grow forty to fifty things to world class levels. Really, you know. Well, and you know, there's the people that are here that have the big backing, the wonderful, big, beautiful wineries. We love them. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> it raises all boats. Yeah. And I, I want everybody here to make the best wine that they can make off of their property. Well said. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, it, yeah. and, we, and, and there's times when we get to help people by giving advice to people or we get advice. Again, it's a community. Well said, man. Here, cheers. Cheers. I'll, to, to, I'll toast so it. True. Boom, chocolate, boom. Opolo, Opolo. Hey, let's talk about this Opolo wine in the glass. We got this. Is what is this a Cabernet Sauvignon? No, this is the best freaking thing we've ever made. It, I can. Uh, wow. Yeah. So I, this is a 2019 Estate Cab, mm-hmm. and um, I grabbed a bottle probably about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Brought it home, uh, popped it open. I called uh, the winemakers. I'm like, what the F? I'm like, this is seriously. It's um, to be able to watch the evolution of any winery, take what they're growing and build upon it. When I tasted this, 
it really showed the evolution of our winemaking team, Chris Rougeau and James Schreiner, right? And I got so proud. I mean, just so proud of what they're doing. Like at Opelo, this is what I know. Every day I wake up and I roll up my sleeves and I suit up and I know what I go to fight for every single day, whether it's for distribution or creating an experience. Ted brought this up. You know, you guys are doing your, um, what is your, you're doing your uh, pickup parties around the country. On the road. Yeah, on the road. Why is that? Because it, if you're bringing the party to people that can't get to you. It connects them to the family. Yeah, and, and, and you're giving them a chance for not everybody is mobile. Not everybody can go. So you bring it to them. And so this is a celebration of just being aware, right? And being alive and being present and and being happy because if you take a look outside, you know, just two seconds looking at news every single day, there's always a reason to go down the rabbit hole of being sad. But there's so many more reasons to, to fight to be happy. And I think it's our job. I like the way you said that fight yeah. to be happy. Fight yeah. to be happy. Because you got to choose to want to go there. You got to choose. That's exactly right. Too. I don't care how much money you got or where you're at or what yeah. you, first of all, health is our main thing. But yeah. you've got to look at the lighter side and figure out I'm going to be happy today yeah it doesn't mean I'm not stressed and they're not a problem but I'm going to look at it through a lens of I'm going to be happy by the end of the day by the end of the day that's exactly (laughs) it and you you know what you can share that with people yes you know I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you both because you both work your respective markets and different places within the country for your brands Um, what are those like slices of Paso and reflections that people are getting you know and I'll ask you first uh, Ted when you go to like Houston I'm curious, what are some of the good markets? I mean, how do you choose what are the good markets? Are, are there good passes? Well, markets? actually, we're actually more pleased with the Missouri and Idaho. So interesting you say that. And yeah. guess where I'm Missouri, flying? Missouri, yeah. Missouri, hey, that's so funny you say that. Man. Guess where I'm yeah. flying off to next Friday? I'm going to have a meeting in Oklahoma. I just got picked up there. These people love wine. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, Tennessee's been a big, big, and Virginia's our biggest market. It's been in the market for 10 years. But I'd like to go back and say one thing about the fact that we're all a state. And I tell my wine club, because, you know, there are, there's a thing called the weather. People say they know all about wine. They don't. There's a thing called weather. And that shit's different oh every God, year. Yeah. So I love to tell my wine club, I go, you know, we're all a state. <laughs> and we're going to, some years are going to be better than others. Yeah. But this is all we got. So I want you to knock it back. <laughs> so Steve's like, and buy after, it now if you like it. And, ap- <laughs> and after two glasses, who gives a shit? You know, right. I'm just being down home, baby. Right. That, that's when you name right. the bottle. That's when you name the wine gargle, right? Just gargle. But back yeah. to your question. Uh, truly, we're loving these wonderful smaller markets. You know, we don't have the big label, the big, like, you know, I've worked hard to be in, in Georgia, in Atlanta, and it's been a real struggle. And, you know, I got off into Savannah. They love our wines. But in, in these some of these really bigger cities, it, it's been, it's hard to get traction because we're not a big known label and and we're never gonna be yeah, yeah. But we love these little mar Like, uh, Missouri's you know, killing Idaho. It reminds Idaho. me of Gary Eberly in the beginning. He tells these stories of... Because um, he was unique and he was flying to these markets. And rather flying to New York City or flying to a big market, he would choose some of the B markets. He would go to Lubbock, Texas, or Shreveport, Louisiana. And he would see, like, what, you're a winemaker? And you flew in on your plane and Paso Robles isn't from Texas? Like, you know, like, tell me more about Paso Robles. And this was one thing. He's like, I, people would, in these B markets would just love our wines. I think it's so smart because you have a lot of these. Look, we're not in an A market on the Central Coast. We're in between two really big markets, San 
Francisco, Los Angeles, but we do things in a big market way here. Our culinary, our produce, like we do things in a big market way. So to bring this to those markets, they must, you know, just love it. Oh, they do. And, you know, we only allow a quarter or so, a little more of our production in distribution. When that's sold, it's gone mm-hmm. because our main thing is direct to consumer in the wine club. Yeah. So we have to, we really regulate where we want to be, and we want to go places that we want to be, and that's where we're at, and it's working. See, I love that. You know, this this gets to the whole point about a, a good conversation, right? About how different wineries and vineyards go about, you know, building their names, building the region. You know, for us, it's a it's a different story, right? We've been going for large scale distro. For a long time, and to the point, right? Which so it's so interesting because just because you get on a shelf doesn't mean you stay there, and you always have to, you know, say how are you communicating with a consumer? And so this kind of gets back to what we were talking about with Napa. Just follow my lead on this one. So, Paso Robles, right? Only recently, in the last ten years, has really become a place to come travel to and visit. But recently, Napa has been putting Paso Robles on their front label if they're buying some fruit from here, mm-hmm. right? They're starting Is that to right? Do oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, there's, oh, there's yeah. no question. Yeah, turn, turn, yeah, turn, turn the bottle around and see where they're from. <laughs> if it says Healdsburg, you know, or some other place up north, you're like, oh, my gosh. And so now that we're getting some street cred, I think it's really important that we're always very careful, right, about how we're proceeding. Whether it's in A markets or B markets or major chains or mom and pop shops, it really is about longevity. And what are we trying to, to actually showcase, you know, for Paso? Who do we want to be? Yeah. You know? And and I guess again, I take a lot of pride in this is that it's never really been about us. It's about the experience, period. And so if we're able to give somebody that, they can make up their own minds at home, whether or not they dig a bottle of, of Petit Verdot or Petit Syrah or Zinfandel or Cab, right? That's up to them. That's not us. And it's going to, again, change based on their mood, the weather, what's going on in their heads. Um, that's just being... you got to sell it, though. you got so you got to make someone yeah, want to yeah. know, Petit Syrah, why do I even like that? I can barely spell it. Yeah, but those things kind of, they're, they're very <laughs> cyclical. Viognier was like that, right? Oh, my God. Viognier. You know, being a Chicagoan, I can tell you all day long, you know, Viognier, Viognier. Nobody knew how the hell to pronounce that. Right. Crap. Hey, I still you know. have trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just think of Ferret. That's still an issue. Vignet. <laughs> Vignet. But, you know, but the, the varietal, the varietal um, pulses, they come and go. Malbecs were big for the longest time. Moscatos were really big until oh, yeah. the buyers are like, you can show me what you have in your bag, but if you've got, a, you know, one of those, no. don't even bother, right? <laughs> because, you know, people follow the trends. The same thing happened with the cans in, in, in the wine, right? Mm. Where it's like it was there, and then all of a sudden everybody got into it, right? And what is that? You know, that's it's a little bit of FOMO, right? But it's not really about your product at that point. It's about fear of missing out on making a, a dollar. We don't follow that trend. That's not who we are. So, and I know a lot of us, you guys are included in this too. It's about the quality of the fruit so you can make something good, so you can make an experience for somebody else. And then you can talk about the region, come experience everything over here. We hope you have a good time. Think of us as you as you leave, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that that is the beauty of what we're all doing here. Of course, we're day drinking. We're day drinking. <laughs> yeah, baby. I love it. Now, I have to say, I'm kind of disappointed. There's no Mountains Inn. Here's why. Yeah. Little known fact: Mountains Inn was my gateway drug. Is that to right? So wine. Although I'm a Paso Roblin, yeah, I that's, may or um, may not have been under 21. But Mount, Mountains Inn. I'm guessing it's Mountains Inn. Youth group Love camping trip. Youth group? Yeah. Jennifer Bravo. Yeah, I didn't hear no, that. Youth group? 
Yeah. We yes. didn't hear that. My youth group was like, our God is an awesome God. He was so much better with Mountain Youth group, I love it. Adam and I were goody two shoes and Jen. You were a party girl, huh? Oh my God. So yeah, this was a last-minute invite, so that's why I don't have any mountains in the day. <laughs> I talked to uh, Ash Meta. Oh, yeah, Taste of the Valley. Taste Great. of the Valley's Taste Wine of, Bar in Pismo. Yeah. It's one of the, like... Top 100, like you know, it's a spectator called one of the top 100 wine bars in the country. It's like the Powell's, you know, like Powell's love it in Portland. It's like that of wine. He's like Mountains Inn. It's what goes out of here the most. Mountains Inn, literally. And like, it's crazy. Well, I mean, I, that's, it's a calling card for this area. Yeah, but, but we love that. Yeah, we yeah, love that. This, we should all love that in Paso. This is. I'm going to share this with you guys. So this is something that. So I manage national sales for the vineyard, right? And so this is something that I think is really interesting. Is that you know, for the longest time, we never really looked at a lot of data. You know, we just do what we do, what we do, what we do, what we do. And so we actually pulled something called IRI data, which actually just takes a classification, a a cost range, and says, okay, this is how much this particular brand has sold across the United States or in California. But because we're not of that mindset of like, oh, let's see how great we're doing, it never crossed our minds to look at that stuff until recently. And when I took over, I was like, I'm just curious to see. Does anybody know? And so, and, 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 and so, and I just did it with the cap too, but it was just, um, you're a little scared at first because, you know, like, I don't know where we're going to be on this thing, but I've, I've known the owners of Opolo, Rick and Dave, for 15 years now. And it was like Christmas morning listening to two boys opening up Christmas presents. There it was. It was Segacio, then Earthquake. This is nationally. Opolo. Opolo. And we're like, what a wonderful thing. Yeah, Uh but but, but the thing was this. It didn't define anything. Like, it didn't, like, it it made us smile, but it didn't define us beyond that. So we're like, okay, we're third and fourth in the country with the Zins. That means that people are enjoying them. This is a trajectory we went on, um, that they're enjoying them, that we're doing something right. So kudos to the winemakers. That was the first thing. Kudos to the winemakers. And we're doing this in spite of ourselves, which means that we weren't really actively marketing it. Which And what does that mean? It means that the region, right, is getting some, some cred. I mean, Zinfandel but, is getting cred, which is yeah, great, too. I mean, Zin, you look at it like and, that, too. And, and, and Cab, the same story. Sure, but, yeah. but But the idea is this, is that the humility, right? This mm-hmm. is the part I enjoy yes. about this job the most. You know, once you, you realize that you have something, you can actually spend a lot of time worrying about losing it, uh, right? And so, you know... I don't wake up in the morning going, okay, how are we going to keep that? I just, it's the same story. It's like, how are we going to continue our experiences just like you guys are doing here? How are we going to continue to make people feel like they matter? And if we do this right, if we do it long enough, that's the game. That's the long game, right? If we do it long enough, we'll eventually keep growing. Jeff Faber from Opolo. How long did it take you, Ted? I have to imagine you served and were a partner in cast for a long time. And there's no wine called Ted. And at some point, you burst in from the seams. You're like, partner? I mean, what'd you say to him? Well, you know what? It happened back when we first, we were it just in surreal. South Africa. We were, <laughs> we were ripped on Syrah. Yeah. We decided to have a winery. And he asked me this question. He goes, well, what do you want to call it? And I go, well, let's call it Cast Pastor Robles. And he says, don't you want your name on the label? I go, no, I'm the quiet one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, Ted, share your last name. Plemons. We don't want Plemons. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. But you know what he said to me at that point? And we had no clue what we were doing. <laughs> Why don't we call your cider Plemonade? Well, I... Oh. 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 
I don't think Adam so. Adam in the house. <laughs> What's a plemon? The first vintage Ted. The, f- the first vintage Ted was made in 2013, so it took 13 years. Yeah, wow. for me to even think about it, or it, it just was a wonderful thing, and it's been fun. Oh, it's so fun because honestly, when you go, to, especially since you're working the you know the markets, you go to a dinner where you are just like honestly, authentically the life of the party, and so contagious, and and just like dealing with you both of you gentlemen is just so much fun. But then to like say, hey, I'm like, oh my god, I met, and then people are gonna go home, they're gonna take this ball, they're gonna go back, like, dude, I hung out with that dude. <laughs> I hung out with Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler mixed with Richard Branson. I hung out with that dude. Well, you know, I didn't realize quite realize what I was doing, but it's it's really been a, a great run. And you know, one of the things that Steve and I did in South Africa, one of the major points of our mission statement was we're not going to do nothing that ain't fun. Yeah, good. And this is yeah. what Cass has been based on. So this is fun now. There's a little bit of story to this. You know, it's got Moved in it because I'm a Moved refree. Yes, you are. In 2005, I looked at Sturt, I mean, at, at Lewitt and Steve, and we're going to make 100% Moved. They said it'll never sell. Well, guess what? It's our biggest, best-selling wine. It's, it's, it's in, my favorite. Wow. And it's in six no, of our... No, it's mine. It's in six of our wines. So this is Cabernet, Movedra, and Petite Verdot. So guess what? Thank I take you. it to snooty cab tastings with a Rhone Ranger t-shirt on. <laughs> and people say it's the best wine there. And I, I guys get over it. It's just wine, for God's sake. You know? So I love that. So good. I have fun with that wine. I, every time I see this, I smile. I'm like... Because not only do I know the guy, right? But I'm just so like... Cool. Yeah, the illustration actually gets you. I mean, it's like it looks just like you. It's so, so great. So beyond the illustration, you need to share about the back of the bottle. Said. Well, there's always a saying on the back, and one the first year. Oh, this one certainly didn't pass HR. But let me tell you, there's oh, a build. I, there's a build up to that. Okay. One year said, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Yeah. One, one year said, live life oh, wow. like it's short. Is, Seventeen years, said, Ted makes me happy. Eighteen. Oh, eight, eight, God. Eight, <laughs> Yeah, but 18 said bad, Ted, because I was building up for 19, because 19 says taste me. (laughs) This is very Prince, 1999. Right, yeah. Yeah, this is very Purple Rain. So we just bottled 20. You know what 20 says? What? Oh, my God. So much for not drinking today. Yeah. These are Just so good. Just throw it away. <laughs> and then, so this is obviously, I mean, this is like in your Bordeaux bottle. What, what's the other Ted? Well, the, the red other, Ted. The other one's rocking. It's a Rhone. It's, it, okay, cool. So we got one for our Bordeaux fans, one for our Rhone fans. And these are, so we yeah. only make a couple hundred cases of the red Ted. Mm-hmm. So it's not in the club, but it's available for us, primarily for us to all drink. Most, I mean, I'm looking at your Ray-Ban glasses right here that match the bottle, literally. And But, but do you have reds, too? I do. You do? Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. This all goes goes to what my one of my goals is to make have good wine but de-snooty ice it it's yes. just wine we can we can reverence it we can, but we can enjoy it and have fun with it for god's sake and that's cheers what this to is that it. this has been so much fun um jen bravo kind of break down harvest wine month for us as we get into it it is october 1st through 31st right so pastawine.com the whole month of october no longer just one weekend Everyone is celebrating the, the most exciting time of the year. You can feel it, like the energy in the air when you're oh, in yeah. Paso right now. Whether wineries are still harvesting grapes, it doesn't end there. 
they're processing fruit in the cellar. There's like just this really cool excitement happening this time of year. And all of our wineries always just come to play big. And there's a variety of experiences, midweek, weekend, you name it. Like I said, winemaker dinners, really exclusive vertical tastings, grape stomps. Yes, Ranch, Ted's Taco. And out of the three big weekends in Paso Wine, this was the wine that you guys really left to the wineries to be showcased. There's no marquee event. Yeah, so we do three kind of big events for Paso Wine. We do spring release tasting the third weekend in March. We do our big, bombastic Paso Wine Fest the third weekend in May. And then October, we don't do a single marquee like walk-around tasting. We leave it up to the wineries. Which is so cool, yeah. yeah. We love that, by the way. Thank you for that. You guys do enough. We love that, by the way. I'm actually trying to (laughs) dwindle down events here. (laughs) (laughs) Careful, because they're going to they'll they'll pick them up. (laughs) Watch out for chaos. I'm going to have chaos do all of our events. I'm going to have chaos do all the Paso Wine events. Um, And with Adam, like mentioned earlier on our website, PassaWine.com, oh, we have this awesome search tool. So you can search by date, by activity. If you were looking for something pet-friendly, kid-friendly, mm-hmm. if you want to do a dinner, a vineyard, you name it. Horse-friendly. Like, you can. <laughs> yeah, gosh, this, the filters are obscene. Yeah. There are so many filters. I love it. And um, yeah, come ex- come all month long. We're excited. You know, I, I feel like I have a unique privilege that I've stayed at both of your inns and had both of your foods and got to know both of your brands so deeply. And to have you both here, especially with it's a very busy time of year for you all. So to have you yes. here to talk Paso Wine, to talk Harvest, to talk just with us here on the podcast, it means so much. Like if anybody were to come and go to Cast, whether I'm not done Central Coast Trail Rides, I've done the Geneseo Inn and stayed here. I mean, it is like just a class act of food at the bottom of the hill is like incredible events here are amazing uh chef charlie's got it going on sterling you know and from the, the opolo in oh my god i the, the the harvest party is incredible at opolo and then whether you're just coming on a saturday and getting pizzas down there or the you're going to the, the the willow creek distillery i mean both these brands have such a wide variety to offer like there's somebody listening to this i don't care what you're into or not into you are going to find something at both of these brands that you can get into yeah right, and they both these brands have really kind of set the precedent for and the leaders. way They're for leaders other wineries you. doing things. Thank so you. All yes. the other wine- Thank we, you, guys. We love that. Thank and you, you know what? Even if you don't head out, because we're really unique in Paso, all wineries or brands don't have their own vineyard. A lot of them source fruit. Cool thing is you can go downtown Paso. Yes. You guys, there's, I think, 30 tasting rooms downtown. Isn't now. that something and how that's evolved in the last they 20 still, years? There's it's fruits crazy. On the, there's fruit on the bar. Clusters you can do. And I love that. Like, and then yeah. you go over to Tin City. I and mean, Where can we you know, start Tin and stop City. with that? Yeah, so whether you head out yeah, yeah. To, to a winery <laughs> or a vineyard, you can head to these other areas and really still experience what's happening in wine country and harvest. So we're pretty... <laughs> Here, yeah. here. Well yeah. said. I got to thank you guys so much for taking time with us here. We have the TED. Talk about just really quickly before we wrap up the two wines that you brought that we did not get to. What is the next cab here? Uh, that's a Summit Creek Cabernet. So we made that one specifically for hot zones. So for people that live in Texas, right? A great example. Um, yes. So follow follow me on this. So if it's 98 degrees, 112 degrees, and you still are really into your barbecue and you want a cab. Right, to look just as deep and dark as the estate cab, but not to hit you so it's 
over so the head, heavy. right? Yeah. Exactly. So is this a chillable red? Oh, absolutely. Oh, like, shit. Yeah. We've been all about chillable reds. Well, it's hot now. I almost yeah, chill I'm, all my. You got to go. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. It's a total chillable red. I like cellar temperature. I totally agree. I always say take white wines out for twenty minutes, put red wines in for twenty minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. So that I got to taste that. So I call it regular next to crispy. So we got the Summit Creek cab and then the estate cab. Hey, Jeff. Brother, I love you, yeah. man. You know, you guys speak I'm, I'm, glad we, I'm glad we're a little separated because we'd be, yeah, we'd be in trouble, brother. <laughs> I know. I believe I, know I believe Adam had a, a cue to put you two at the same table. Oh, this could be dangerous. Did you guys ever meet up in a market? Uh, no, but I can't oh, wait. Oh, once. we did. We did once. We had dinner many, downtown many, many Paso, years ago. We? Yeah, Thomas Hill Organics. We did. I remember and, that. And I remember, it's like all of a sudden I looked at him and I was like, oh, my God. It's like I found another. <laughs> yeah. Or but like imagine if you guys met on the road doing market. Work. Well, that we, that still oh, could happen. You guys would yeah, blow up that it's, city. It's, hey, yeah, I'll meet yeah. you in Missouri, Kansas City, baby. I'll see, yeah. see you in Mizzou. I'll see you in Mizzou there. And then a Ted touch on the touch on Red Ted. Well, Red Ted is just a it's just a longer in barrel than our Rockham One Red, but it's a barrel selected. It's because I'm a Roan Ranger at heart, baby. Yep. And this is a reserve Roan blend. Notice the elegance of it, though. Again, it's our style. Yeah. This year it's Grenache based, more like a Chateauneuf because it's it's Grenache based. Mm. Grenache Mauvais Syrah, just a hint of petite. Wow, that is good. What is the website, Chanda, my dear? Castwines.com. Check out any and everything going on, whether you want to look at the Geneseo Inn, whether you want to be one of the first to swim up to that swim up pool bar that I'm going to be all about when you guys open that, my brother. Hey, I, and I'm the lifeguard, baby. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the Baywatch theme right now. Of course, Alice doesn't want me to do that, but I'll... That's that's what you name your cider, is lifeguard. I'm going to think I might be going to... And I believe that I've heard, Ted, that you don't want Frosés, but you want... Frozen Beyond. Just Frozen Beyond. Oh, can you imagine? We will think of On a popsicle stick. There you go. Oh, I love that. Can yeah. I buy that? Something? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> you still owe me for Plemonades, bro. Yeah. I love <laughs> I will see you at the Harvest Party oh. at Opolo. There's no doubt. Hey, I'm going to come to that, too. Oh, my God. If it's you, if so you invite much fun. me. Can you I can get, sit at you my can table. Come. I have a yeah. table. Because yeah. I'll, 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 I'll become a member if I have to. What yeah. No, I'll I get know, you onto my table I, if you I want. I know a guy. I'll get you in. <laughs> yeah. I, know I love it. I'll get you uh, in. Jim Bravo, I know you're super busy with everything going on. Thank yeah. you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you, thank you guys. It's our I pleasure. Really it's so good to see you. And again, thank you, Cass and Opolo, for Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything you do for us. Thank you for that. What you do, I just love them so much. No, let me so tell you what you, you back in the early years when we were starting, you guys got us involved. You you gave us events to go to. You let us, you took us places where people found out about us. You gave us an opportunity because we didn't know what to do. Thank yeah. you for that. Thank you. I likened all of our winemakers and wineries to cowboys, and we're kind of the wild, wild west. And Paso Yeehaw. Wine does an amazing job of wrangling us together. <laughs> yippee ki Yes. Just be John real. Yeah. So that yeah. we, they wrangle us together to to make an impression on the world, which is just such a blessing. So thanks. Cheers. Castwines.com. Opolo.com. O-P-O-L-O.com. Go to PasoWine.com. Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you big dog. <laughs> Give me that moonshine, boogie bow. We pass on down till the job is done. Camped out in the trees, it will simplify good company. Just so much fun chatting with Jeff Faber of Opolo. 
Jen Bravo from Paso Wine, and thanks to Cass's Ted Plemons and Shanda Brown for having us all there and hosting us. Bomb cheese plate, by the way. Oh, and yes, my attorney is already drafting an agreement for the Plemonade royalties I'll be receiving. <laughs> Make sure you log on to PasoWine.com for any and all things Paso, Harvest Wine Month, or just your next visit. Looking forward to next week's episode, by the way. I'm not going to give too much away right now, but all these big, popular 100-point wines, in-demand wines, cult wines, they have to start with Rockstar Farming. Who are these people who farm these very well-respected vineyards? I mean, there are some vineyards that even themselves have a cult-like following and status. And we're going to dive deeper into that in the next episode. Where Wine Takes You is executive produced by Joel Peterson and Paso Wine. Associate producer is Jen Bravo. Thanks also to Jamie Guzman with assistance in fulfillment. The podcast is recorded, produced, edited by yours truly. Thanks to Moonshiner Collective for the original music, Good Company. You can find them wherever you stream your music or online at moonshinercollective.com. Equipment transport and technical consideration provided by Fly With Wine. And next time you are cruising the Central Coast, you can tune me in on your radio. I host a weekday morning radio show called Up and Adam in the Morning on Wine Country Radio, The Crush 92.5. Crush spelled with a K. Got a website. We stream. Also got an app, crush925.com. Check it out. Also, you want to check out pics, ask me any questions, DM me, hit me up on Insta at Adam on the air. And make sure you follow Paso Wine too at Paso Wine. Thank you so much once again for connecting with us. I am your host, Adam Montiel. Until next time, let's lift that glass up high once again. Fill her up. Cheers to being unabashedly enthusiastic about the things, the people, and places you love and find on the way while enjoying where wine takes you. And give me that sound give out and pass on down till the job is camped out in the trees. It will simplify good company. Give me that sound give out and pass on down till the job is camped out in the trees. It will simplify good company. Give me that sound give out and pass on down till the job is in the trees, you will simplify in good company. With that moonshine, we'll get by. We pass all around till the job is dry. Camped out in the trees, you will simplify in good company.